that's our standard now. So we're going to celebrate it every single time we do it. We're going to smoke our cigars and we're going to wear our t-shirts and hats. Uh, but we expect that every year. Windows my whole career and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. You can't say it better than Joey Franchise himself. The window is always open. They're going to smoke those stogies, put on those hats, wear those t-shirts. The Bengals are back-to-back -back kings of the north. And as they emerge from that hazy locker room, they're ready for a battle in the jungle this weekend with the Ravens. They avoid the coin flip, and they're ready for them to come back for the rematch on Sunday Night Football. It is going to be electric in the jungle. It's going to be lit up. Michael Sussman from WMOV Ravenswood coming in here to join me. You guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee. Phil Saft in the evening, grab the drink, and let's come back and talk all about the Bengals here in the Hootay Lounge. Let's go. Mike, buddy, we are, uh, we're that special time of year, man. The, yeah, the chill, are. you see the breath on the players, you know, you hear the, uh, the old NFL films, like background music, like when you walk outside as a man, even this is when it counts, man. I'm, I'm excited. I think we got about as good of a scenario as we possibly could have. We'll get in later to why this whole, uh, Cox in the NFL came up with this sham, but uh, all in all, what are your thoughts, man, coming out of this, the win in the regular season finale against the Ravens? Hey, we're right there. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have once again done a great job heating up at the right time. Uh, what was it? Eight, I guess eight and, and a half, eight and a quarter wins <laughs> in a right. row. To, to eight and a, if you want to go eight and a quarter, I guess that's appropriate. Joe Burrow at a young age, has captured how to get better as the season goes on and to take his best football into the postseason. And it feels like we're, we're running back a sequel. Would it be so lovely to bring back a sequel? I mean, last year it was why not us. This year it's they like, got to play us. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head talking about Burrow's ability to improve and continually get better as the seasons went along, how, how kind of crucial that it has been for him. And it's almost like if they want to, like, you know, they were making fun of Zach Wilson's superpower being decision-making. Joe's was flexibility when they did the video, but Joe's superpower is that. His ability to continue to get better and progress as the season moves along. I mean, you think about it, Mike. Guy's got 12 interceptions on the year, right? And he had five of those in the first game? Yeah, that's – I mean, yeah. Pretty impressive. So, really, you get down to it. He's throwing an interception every two games now. You can live with that. You know? I'll, I'll take that uh, for a career. Oh, 100%. Here's the thing I want to – and let's kind of micro uh, get into this game versus the Ravens on Sunday, Mike. Looked sharp early. Benefited from some turnovers. You know, Anthony Brown in there, quarterback. Uh, maybe a little overmatched in his first start against that Bengal defense. But you got out 17 nothing, and then it felt like, okay, all right, we avoided the coin flip. The Ravens are not scoring 17. And then I think we got sloppy, real sloppy. Um, your thoughts? 
I, I'm not too worried about it. It's it's week 17 of an NFL season. Uh, after what the Bengals had been through the prior week two, yeah, you're not playing a game, but it's still a, a tough emotional situation. And then you're distracted the following week about are they going to coin flip it? Is it going to be a no contest? What's going to happen? And you find a way to win a football game. And, and let's run it back. Let's do it again. I'm, I'm not worried about the lull there. Um, I, I, I just – do the Ravens present the, at this point? It's, it's more – Mike, that's a good – and it's a really good question too. Um, I mean, it all depends on Lamar, right? Or does it even – I mean, I don't even know if he comes back. If he's not truly healthy – put on the cape Superman Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, to me, are still eons behind the Cincinnati Bengals. They are. They're they're not very good at receiver. Lamar Jackson can throw in the pocket, but he's not comfortable doing that. And and how do you know he's even going to be at 100%? I, I think the Ravens team that could beat the Bengals would control the line of scrimmage offensively. It would rely on Lamar Jackson in kind of an option read game, and maybe you beat the you, you beat somebody deep on a play action. But if Lamar's doesn't have his full burst out there, then then I personally, Mike don't really think he's going to play anyway. If he yeah. doesn't have that full burst, I don't think he's coming back because I think he thinks. This is going to be something they're going to use against me in this contract negotiation. I can't win the playoffs. That is a distinct possibility. But and at the same time, though, if you're Lamar, you're probably betting on yourself and saying, I'm going to go out there and show these boys we're going to get a playoff win. It's going to be because of me so I can get that money, even more for me for the negotiation. So it's, it's a catch-22. I don't know which way it goes. Well, but, the, but then if, if you go out there and you get injured, not only is Lamar Jackson not – valuable to the Ravens, he won't be valuable to anybody in that long term $500 million range. I think they're talking more like mid threes in his situation, but it would change the nature of the conversation if there were injury question marks. But the first way you brought it up, you'd like to think Lamar's thinking about it like that. Oh, I mean, quite honestly, Mike, I think that's exactly how they're thinking about it. I mean, you, you kind of read the tea leaves, right? And you kind of continue to see, what Harbaugh and, and Rome and some of these offensive coaches are putting out there in terms of their quotes about Lamar, that doesn't sound like a guy to me who's playing on Sunday night at 8-15. I don't know about you, but sure doesn't sound like it. And you also think about it this way. They also sent out Tyler Huntley last week due to a little bit of injury concern because I think they think he's going to have to play Sunday. And they'd rather have him healthy with a chance than have Anthony Brown out there. That has to be kind of part of it, I, I think. John Harbaugh is an outstanding football coach. Yep. Whoever you got out there, you want it to be full speed. You never want to half-ass something, especially the way that Lamar Jackson plays in the open field. You can't cut or do something like that at Lamar Jackson's speed with so have, have you ever seen him live before, Mike? I don't think I have. I, I saw him in college when he played for Louisville against Marshall, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you, 
didn't even have a great half that half, but you just saw a different kind of gear and player. Like, now granted, NFL speed's a lot different than what, you know, he saw that day. But, I mean, man, if he doesn't have that, like you said, that changes everything for that offense and the Ravens in general. You also think about it, they're struggling for health at running back. I mean, Dobbins was rested last week. Gus Edwards got hurt. You know, the Gus bus. I mean, the Ravens are not fully kind of won well right now. And I think that's going to play a role in this game someday. This is purely psychological, but does it make you feel good that you kind of dropped the one at Baltimore? And then the old, it's hard to beat a good team three times expression is just out of the way. You know, Mike, it's kind of funny you say that, but in a way, for this game alone, yes. Like, you're glad you got beat by the Ravens up there. And you still won the division. Other, But then again, though, if you won that game, you'd be the two seed. And you wouldn't be playing them. And you'd have the advantage over the, the Bills, which they should have anyway. Say it with your chest! Shay Blaine, that is why you're hosting. Oh, man. We are going to get to this, Mike. We are going to get to this, okay, buddy? But I'm with you on that three the three games part, though. And about... Not, now not having to worry about having to be a Ravens team three in a row. Hard enough you're going to have to try and beat them two in a row, you know, and one of them is in the postseason. But the Ravens have just struggled so much this last month. It, ju- it just feels like the way the Bengals have played, as long as they come out and don't turn over the football, they should be all right in this game. I mean, I know the Ravens' defense is solid, but the Bengals moved it pretty easily on them last game, although – once they got that lead, it kind of tightened up and they didn't play as well. And then you think about the defensive touchdown in the half. If you don't have that, we're starting to get a little a little bit curious. And it, the game's really a, kind of a ball game there in the fourth quarter. If you don't have that Henderson fumble return or the Osai fumble return, uh, you know, falling on in the end zone off the Henderson, Henderson sack. So I am a little nervous about this game, though, Mike, in, in that respect. But maybe we just turned it off. I think, like, everyone kind of felt that way. Like, mixing through the, the, the coin flip celebration up after the touchdown. Like, once we knew we had it, I think we kind of took our foot off the gas, and that allowed the Ravens to make it a game. You know, and I saw that across the league Sunday. I, I think that the Bills Eagles did it too, right? was kind of like that. The Eagles game was like that. Um, I'm trying to think. What was another one? Maybe I'll be the- honest with you, though, Mike. I think the Bills are in trouble. You do. I do. I mean, two two kickoff returns for a touchdown, and yet, I mean, that's what be, that's what that's what got them the two seed. That's what beat the Patriots. You take that away, they may not win that game. They didn't look crisp on offense. It's all Allen right now. They're struggling in the red zone. I'm okay with us getting Buffalo next week. Quite honestly, well, Buffalo has proven not just this year but last year, and and it did. To this point, Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Buffalo did not. But the Bills, they showed this on Thanksgiving. They, they do so from time to time. It, it, it's the Diggs and Josh Allen can make Great a connection. Play one play, yep. five seconds. Yep. They can drive the length of the field as fast as they want. So if they're in a game, I feel like those two are always going to give the Bills a chance, and they're going to be in a lot of games because of their defense. Now – their defense is struggling though, a little bit. I mean, they're, they're they have secondary. The they have the yeah. play. So. Like, well, it's like 
I think though, Mike, I think there's a little bit of a narrative built up on Buffalo, though. Like they were this great elite team to start, but they've had some injuries. Like you think about it. I mean, Von Miller gone, Poyer gone, like Hamlin now gone, you know, and, and big ups to DeMar and kind of everything that's happened since we last talked out here for him big time. But he's a loss and he was playing very well for them. Their secondary is not in a good spot. And you think about the first two drives of the game that Bengals had offensively, their receivers were taking advantage of that Bills secondary. Miami on, on, on Sunday, if Hill and Waddle get loose a couple times and they actually have a quarterback that's competent to make the throws, Dolphins are going to give the Bills a game. Say it with your chest. I mean, the, the, the Dolphins, is, is Tua good to go? Skyler Howard. It was uh, it was Skyler. <laughs> Skyler Thompson from K State. Skyler Thompson. Might as well have been Skyler Howard. A Big Twelve Skyler. Yeah, I mean they won nine to six, right? But I mean, hey, I'm I'm telling you, man, like <laughs> I'm deep, okay with getting Buffalo. I think there needs to be a brief thirty for thirty on this year's Jets. <laughs> Just a quick one, one of the short. But they were pretty. It, was, it they, would be worth it. It would be. How they won seven games is kind of a miracle too. We're going to win seven straight, and then we're going to fall off the freaking mountaintop with the worst draft pick ever, and then it's and He's going to make that that living hell life on that quarterback living hell next year, whoever they bring in to compete with him. Might be Lamar for crying out loud. Hey, let's ask that question real quick, Mike. If you're the Ravens, are you paying him? Because I get why they're not. Yeah, they're they're not paying him, and I heard this point somewhere the other day. It's a fair one because the Ravens won two Super Bowls without paying an elite quarterback. So for one, at one level, the Dilfer one's a different era of the game. The Flacco one's still relevant. I, I, I think ownership knows it doesn't need to pony up everything to win the title. Secondly, the way that Lamar plays the game, he is injury prone. I mean, he takes a lot of shots. <coughs> where, so, like, I see why the, I, I would be hesitant if I had to give up a hundred million dollars, no matter what, much less two or three hundred million dollars. Like, people love to judge from the outside in when it comes to owners ponying up money. I remember a couple of years ago it was why not just pay Dak? Why aren't you paying Dak? Because mm-hmm. the price tag is forty six million dollars, and he's never made the playoffs. You're right. Like, it's a lot of money to invest, and. Typically, teams that win the championships are ones that have quarterbacks on rookie deals, you know, and they're explosive and they've got a good offense and they're able to build pieces with the defense. The Ravens lose that ability the second Lamar Jackson takes that huge deal. And I, I'm with you, Mike, about his the way he plays. That's got to be scary to pay him that kind of money and you don't know what you're going to get, you know? Here's... I mean, think about this year. He's been out five games. Like last year, he was out games at the end. I mean, the Bengals have been a beneficiary of the Ravens' situation at quarterback two straight years. Here's what I like. Do you want to pay him that? I don't know. Here's what I do like about Lamar's skill set. It takes pressure off the offensive line, and it takes pressure off building an elite receiving core. I I think he's not the most apt for the air raid we're going to – blow you You're, we're going to take you over the top he can throw the football well um but i think he's risky in that 
you're investing a lot of money on a guy that gets hit a lot, but on those plays, he's an extra running back who's not getting exploited. That's true. I think it it helps your team. I think, like, even in years where the rest of the roster may be weak, Lamar Jackson will get you to the playoffs. I think you're right. I mean, look at this year's team pretty much. Do you accept that as a reason to just hand over the bag? See, I don't know. I really don't know. And you kind of – it's a question that, like – I think the Ravens kind of still believe in defense and running the football and that maybe they can get the same type of production that they get out of Lamar or not quite the same production, but have that same offensive skill set in that team, right? Yeah. With another quarterback and win still, but Lamar's Lamar. So are they going to be able to build a team with him and then he gets hurt and then they're dreadful, dreadful? I mean, that's a possibility. Right. And, and just that's, hey, Roquan and, Smith this week, too. So, I mean, that's – you yeah. got to think about that. Yeah, and, and and that's what a lot of teams do. I think that was the perception with the Russell Wilson situation is y- you pay him and then you want to protect him. So, you ask him to be somebody he's not and everything becomes a pocket style. And you might as well just pay a pocket passer for less. If you're signing Lamar – and it's for any amount of money. It's for the dynamic playmaker. And that's a legitimate question. How long can you do that? And, and I mean, you think about it. He's he's probably got – I mean, think about how many years now he's been hurt as well. I mean, that's just – I think that's the thing that kind of I keep drawing back to is like, yeah, they're, they're terrible without him. But, man, I mean, they're taking the chance on him not being out there every year and then you're paying him this amount of money and then you're still getting nothing out of the position. That's even scarier. So, I think that's got to be something you look into. I mean, Mike, when you when you look at them, I mean, Mark Andrews didn't play on Sunday, but like he's obviously the one guy who I want to make sure we stop. Especially if Lamar is back, that's kind of his guy. He hasn't had as much chemistry with the others, but I mean, in the win that they had over the Bengals back on that Sunday night, early October, I mean, he had ten catches or eight catches for 89 yards, 10 targets. We, we want to make sure we kind of take care of, uh, of Mr. Andrews. I mean, he had a pretty good game against the Steelers on Sunday night too. So he's, he's back to being that guy. And he's probably their scariest option in terms of receiving the, and catching the football. You're kind of our insider guy. Mike Hilton, good to go, healthy? Yeah, should be good to go. Everything that we've, we've heard is Mike Hilton will be – ready to rock and roll. Really, the, the only guy you see on the injury report um, is Kappa at this point in time. All right. It's good to have a good nickel when you're talking tight end or dynamic quarterback. I think he does a lot for Cincinnati defensively, especially against mobile quarterbacks. Um, yeah. and, I mean, Logan Wilson, Sam Hubbard are able to kind of control that middle. Jermaine Pratt does a good job. So, like, he's, he's a big play guy, one, man. Always- my bad. He's big play guy. I always worry about a little backside Eli Apple. Uh, yeah, you know what though, man. I, I tell you what. I feel like Eli Apple's played some really good football yes. down the stretch. I mean, and even last year, man. If you really take out, <laughs> obviously the 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 sequence that's tough to take out is the one that everyone wants to talk about. And that's the when Cooper Cup kind of took him behind the shed there, that drive in the fourth quarter. But he played really good football other than that last year in the postseason as well. So. And, Mike, 
you know, we've kind of talked a lot about the Ravens tonight, but kind of want to talk a little bit more about the Bengals here and a concern I have, and that is ability to run the football. Not been there, especially when Sunday. I'm I'm a little nervous about the ability to run the ball. We didn't really try and run it against the Patriots, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve. We we didn't really run the ball very well this game against the Ravens. I'm just nervous about right now. I mean, and that's something that wins in the postseason. Burrow was a little off his game, and he he even said so in the in the first half there against the Ravens Sunday. We can't afford that in the postseason. Yeah, you got to uh, establish the line of scrimmage in any football game. So it's it's important to be able to pound the rock, but when you have a pinpoint accurate quarterback that's probably the second clutchest human in the game only because Tom Brady hasn't seemed to figure it out yet. He's 47 <laughs> years old. Yeah, almost 75 now. It, it helps. I mean, if it's screw it, it's a Joe Burrow night, I'll take that. You know, like it's it's different. It does it does worry me because sometimes it's how you screw around and lose a game like this, not running the ball. But when when, if the answer is to have Joe freaking Burrow, Joey franchise throw it fifty times, I still like the Bengals. That's scary. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I would just like to see Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Get it going a little bit. Take a little bit of that pressure off. We can run the ball against the Ravens on Sunday. There's no way we lose the game. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! And I think he, what'd you say? It was going to be like 45 degrees. We're looking at we're looking at a little uh, 40, 40 a game this Sunday night, 8-15. That's not bad for January. Yeah, I don't think that'll play a factor. I think if we have to... Go to Buffalo, obviously, and you get a cold, cold weather game there. Yeah, some snow potentially. And look, maybe it's just standing still for three and a half hours straight, but I feel like it is colder in Paul Brown. It gets cold in there. Off the lake. Excuse me. <clears throat> you're you're off the river, river there, river. you know. Yeah. And <laughs> We're off the lake. It's the not prime. like Cleveland, man. It ain't Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Cleveland. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right where's, off the, right off the river. Oh, dude. Yeah, old old Bengal Jim would would uh would have me for that one. Um, old Bengal Jay. Hey, Mike, uh, how do you feel about winning eight straight heading in here? Like, part of me is like, man, I'm pumped about it. But part of me is like, man, like maybe would have liked to have taken an L, switched one up in there somewhere, like for an earlier win, like beat the beat the Steelers or beat the. Cowboys and have lost like one game, so you would have won like four or five heading because eight. That's a, that's a significant number. I, I don't get, know. You want to be streaking, but I mean, you know. I get that. Anytime I've ever been on a streak, towards the end of the streak, I got a little uneasy, and I've I've never been on an eight game NFL win streak. I I mean more just like playing blackjack or shooting free throws, <laughs> right. making pars. It makes me a little nervous, and it eight does. straight pars. I would be almost unable to grip the club. I think. Yeah, if I'm even through three, I'm a head case. <laughs> no shot in shooting a million that day. You gotta get more money math in your golf game, Mike. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. everybody. Hey, hey, I mean, I've seen your golf game. You're you're ready golf, and you're good. So I'm I am ready golf. I'm not good. <laughs> I ready I ready golf with the best. Who
just good to be playing hot at the right time. It's a, it's eight straight, but it, it's it's really just a repeat of what we did last season. Just kick, just just getting better as the year goes on. It's a reflection of a good work ethic Jack from Taylor from Joe Burrow. Yeah, you, you got to give Joe Burrow credit, and you got to give the receiving core credit. You got to give everybody. You got to give Lou Amarimo. You got to give Lou and that defense a lot of credit. You know. They, they've been way better than anybody expected. Two, three years ago, I would have told you the Bengals' D was a little soft. They, they continue to, to kind of get the right guys in there. You know, they're a tough-minded team. They create turnovers. But they're also able to kind of very bend-but-don't-break type of style defense. Like, I feel like when they get in the red zone, they will shut the opponent down. And that's I think that's a key for Sunday night and for the rest of the postseason, Mike, I think. Ability to score in the red zone and shut them down in the red zone. You do those two things. I mean, I know that's really easy to say, but I think that's one thing the Bengals didn't do great last year was converting touchdowns in the red zone offensively in the postseason. Hopefully that will change. They've been so good here down the stretch. What, fourth in the NFL, touchdown percentage is like 66 or maybe even a little bit higher than that right now. Uh, they've done phenomenal. And they continue to – Zone defense. You do those things. Yeah, got to save, got to save money, Mac, for the walk-offs. Keep him on the right. side until there's three seconds left, and hey, then I'm okay building a little confidence, one or two here and there, though. You know, I, you and I were talking could both easily be in attendance Sunday. Last year, I was there for the first Bengals win since the early '90s, and the Raiders game was something. It was something. And I will say, I have never seen the city quite like that. It was it was special, you know. I mean, Taylor giving the game balls to bars. I mean, we we walk into the restroom after everyone's who dang high fiving. Like you get back out of the car and you're like bathed up in pure L boys. I mean, but it was a special moment. You could send the text messages saying the Bengals want a playoff game. They're a team that had some bad teams, but probably had more good ones that went that long without winning a playoff game than anybody. Agreed. Like they, I mean, they Marvin not, Lewis Harrison was pretty good, really. Yeah, the that's the crazy thing. Like, I, he did not have completely terrible teams. He was a over-decade-long coach in the NFL. Now, I think a lot of that's just the loyalty from the Brown family. I don't think they like firing people, which I don't blame them. Nobody yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's exhausting. It's close to the Steelers in terms of, like, continuity from coaching-wise right. as anybody in the NFL. Now, granted, they had a, a run there when the Bengals were pretty awful, where they had to make changes, quite frankly. But they give it at least a run of like three or four years instead of like one or two like it is nowadays. Here's the thing. Steelers fans don't like Tomlin, which is unbelievable to me because the guys won for 17 straight years. But yet they don't seem to like and they think they can do better. And I'm like, man, I'll tell you this much right now. I'd say 20 coaches would be getting the ax for Mike Tomlin. Splash. Oh, with he that became question. available. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know what? That's a good question. It's kind of interesting you bring up coaches. Uh, Mike, Zach Taylor. Okay, I could give out 100 game balls like I like to do. Taylor versus Harbaugh. Taylor versus Harbaugh. If it becomes Taylor versus Harbaugh, it's Harbaugh. Um, yeah, Harbaugh, okay. I, think, I like I, what Zach Taylor's done with this team, though. I like, you know, you think about it. He has had some questionable in-game things, but he's also been pushing a lot of right buttons of late. Listen, when I think of Zach Taylor, I think of just a 
good guy pulling up his bootstraps and giving it everything he's got to go <laughs> out there and give Cincinnati a great team. And that's freaking awesome. Um, and, I'm, uh, and I'm not a practice every day, and I don't see what happens under the surface. So he might be a genius, and there's way more to say. There probably is. When I look at John Harbaugh, I, I see probably a Hall of Fame coach that year in, year out finds a way to make his teams good. That's and a very interesting take, but serious, I like it. Serious stones, like fourth and twos, fourth and, fourth and threes. Like there's sometimes he hasn't gotten it, but there's been videos come out where he's talking to Lamar. He's like, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? Let's go for it. Hey, we got yep. it. Like he's not afraid to make a big call down the stretch. No, no he's not. You're if right. If it becomes a chess match, I'm favoring Harbaugh to win the game. I have Taylor. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting you say about Harbaugh being a borderline health and coach because I think you might be on to something there. Oh, that is brilliant, Zap. I'm gonna finish up with this real quick, my friend. Your thoughts on the playoff run? Now, you're thinking we're gonna get the Bills next week, right? That's kind of your thought. You think they're going to beat the Dolphins, correct? Yes. Uh, well, I, I I do think that the Bills will beat the Dolphins, yes. So what are your thoughts on that game right now? If you had, like, you know, obviously we haven't seen them play this week. Like, big picture thoughts. You know the Bengals now to make the Super Bowl have to go into Buffalo and then also Kansas City. How does that make you feel? Like, I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion I'm a little bit ticked off that the game versus the Bills is not also a coin flip game like the FC title was. I don't understand how they were able to pull that off considering the circumstances and what happened. It's a little disgraceful by the NFL. It it was it was a tough situation. It, it was. Oh, hundred percent. There there was a let's just move on attitude around. And I get that from the perspective of the game itself, right? I think that was probably the right move, quite frankly. But you could have treated this AFC divisional game the same way you're treating a potential AFC title game between the Bills and the Chiefs. There's no reason you shouldn't have. There's no reason. We saw the game was being played on the field. That should have been enough to have said, hey – Let's go neutral here. You were going to flip a coin for the Ravens and Bengals to see who would make it and, and host the, the title game had the Ravens found a way to win. I mean, come on, guys. Like, this – that was beyond ridiculous by the league. And I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, in, to be quite honest, that that Bills game is just automatically going to be in Buffalo. Is it because they don't want to make them come back at all? I mean, that was just kind of the easiest way to do it without really saying they had to do it that way because they both played 16 games. I don't had a better record, uh, you know, I, so. I guess what they what they probably didn't want was. Buffalo to come back to Cincinnati. It's, well, it's well, you very get, apparent. You got, you got season ticket holders. That kind of becomes a whole song and dance at that point. It well, I'm not talking about the regular season game, Mike. Where would I'm the talking neutral about a playoff side, game. Where would the neutral site game be? That's what I'm saying. If you just eliminated home, well, they're struggling to get the. That's true. I mean, they're struggling to get the home neutral, the home field for this neutral site game for the FC title as is right now. It's a challenging logistical situation. That's granted, hundred percent. But if they're going to give, if they're going to give that same verbiage and language 
to the AFC title, they should have done it to this one too. Just my thought. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! Hey, the Bills that night and the Bengals, it was going to be a tough game. It was a tight game. I think the Bengals definitely were playing very crisp football that night and could have won that game and probably could have been the two seed. So, that's that, you know. It's it's definitely not fair. I, I just – Life isn't fair. As, as a fan – my immediate reaction was, I don't care. Okay. Try, I'm, I'm cool with that. Trying to, because I know Joe Burrow doesn't care, but trying to, like, look at who's responsible for what and the importance of home field, It, I, I guess it's it's not... It's it's not an equitable situation. The, the Bengals did not have enough of an opportunity. I will say that. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Didn't have a much the, – the opportunity was the same. But, you know, I like your approach too, Mike, from the perspective of like, well, Burrow did this last year. Yeah. He went to Tennessee. He went to Kansas City. Okay. So this time it's Buffalo and potentially Kansas City again. All right, let's go, you know. like. Right can do this. Hey, by the way, your thoughts on the Chiefs, man? I think they're susceptible to almost every team in the AFC bracket right now. Do you? No, but I, I do think they're susceptible to Cincinnati, obviously. Yeah. Buffalo, obviously, as well. Kansas City is is elite. They've been elite this season. They have been. Patrick Mahomes just amazing. Mahomes is going to get them where they need to be against almost every team that's out there. But, okay, th- th- okay, let's let's go ahead and say it. Dolphins, if they found a way to beat the, the Bills, would not beat the Chiefs. Not happening. The, the Ravens, they're not beating the Chiefs if they were somehow beat Cincinnati. That's not happening anyway, so. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! Now, the Chargers? I can see the Chargers beating the Chiefs. Could you? No. No, okay, okay. I, I think the Bengals, because of Joe Burrow's accuracy and the depth in the receiving core, are a better finesse team than that is why they beat them. I think that's the only team where that's the case, and I think against all of the others, Patrick Mahomes' playmaking ability and his arm and his connection with Travis Kelsey allows him to dominate. But not against the Bengals, because they just, they just have an answer. Yeah, and they have their number, too. Um, you know, hey, Mike, I'll say this, though, real quick. I also think the winner of that Chargers-Jaguars game is going to give Kansas City a good game. They might win it. Char- the Jaguars' defense is pretty impressive. If they can run the ball a little bit with Etienne against the Chiefs, I don't know. I remember watching the Jaguars play at Kansas City earlier this season and played them pretty tight before they really kind of got that confidence going. That could be interesting. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Maybe we still get a chance to host the AFC Championship game at Paycor. Man, that'd be something, right? I mean, that place would be lit for an AFC title game. There's no doubt about that. I, uh, I, 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 you're talking about the Jags. I, I Jags rematch the freezer bowl with the Chargers, man. You know, anything could happen. That's just, I, I just, you don't see that being the path. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just I, I have 
I think Patrick Mahomes has has had something out to prove this year. But like, yeah. I also was at the game in in Akrasher, and it, exactly what happened in the prior matchups happened in that game. It was elite football both ways. The yeah. Bengals made a couple more plays and won. Yeah, you found Mike. You wanted to go to Akrasher for a Mountaineer game. You're a Paycor brother. Ah, you're right. I did go. <laughs> I was hey, Paycor rolls off the tongue though compared to AccuSure. Let's be real. Bengals up the Steelers on that one too. It's it's Paul Brad and the Hines. <laughs> the funny. artist, the ar- artist formerly known as right. The artist formerly known as Paul Brad. Hey, man, it's gonna be lit on Sunday night. I mean, cannot wait for that atmosphere, Mike. It's gonna be something like we said. Temperatures in the in the. Right touching 40 before, a little warmer than last year versus the Raiders. But you know how it is. It gets cold. Those winds get whipping off, off the river, not the lake. We're not in Cleveland. Um, it's going to be fun, man. Final predictions Sunday night. You know, the big one from Paycor. Uh, I feel like we both are pretty much uh, feeling real strong that we'll be on a lot of food day. The spread is now sitting at Cincinnati. Minus seven, seven and a half, depending on where you're at. Total forty two. You taking the Bengals, buddy? Of course I'm taking the Bengals. Are you kidding? You think hey, they're I'm... gonna end this early? They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be motivated all offseason. Go through the rigors of the seventeen game season to get hot at the right time. To, to lose to Baltimore at home? No way. Cincinnati, Ohio, to lose to a, a, a hurt Baltimore team at home. Definitely not. It's They're locked in at that facility right now. Everybody there is either sleeping or watching film right now. There's, I, I said it earlier, just, just what Joe Burrow has done to the city, to the franchise, with Zach Taylor and the defense, of course. It's 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 impressive. It's remarkable. I'm glad that that still exists. He's he's Joe Burrow, LeBron James. If if there's going to be a loss, it's going to be later, not first round. Uh, I got the Bengals, thirty-eight to twenty. Oh, okay, okay. Tim, I'm, I'm going to be more low scoring than you, but not by much. I, I think the Ravens get a garbage time touchdown. Okay. See, I'm I'm going Bengals win this thing, thirty-four to thirteen. Got to play us. No. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us. How do you change it that quickly? To why not us? To they got to play us. That's they got to play us this year, man. In. You know how fast Joe's done it. And if Huntley plays, I don't think there's any chance. Although. Outside possibility, he makes a couple plays, makes the game interesting. I just don't want a close game because Justin Tucker is the boogeyman. Justin Tucker is—he's he, not a human. I—he's yeah. a, a an alien sent down to kick footballs. Do, do you do you think though, if you had to pick between Money Mac or J Tech from fifty-five for guy. the win? Who do you who do you want to kick take that kick? I'm thinking Money Mac and Paycor. 
Controlled environment in a dome, regular season, week 10. J-Tuck. Give me J-Tuck. 55, 55 yards at Tennessee, winds blowing, fans going crazy. <laughs> Shot at the AFC title on the line. I want Money Mac all day. Money Mac's hey. a big, big game guy. Money, Money Mac on Sunday night, you know? I mean, that's, let's be real, though. I think that's the, the – the Ravens' best formula is Lamar or Huntley. If it has to be Huntley, they don't turn it over. They kind of play like they did that Sunday night in ball and win with a field goal game in defense and hope that Zach Taylor messes up or the Bengals get some turnovers. Because otherwise, the script doesn't work for them. The Bengals are just too explosive offensively for the Ravens. Plain and simple. I'm right there with you. Who day, nation? Who day? That wave. It's time, baby. Hey. The Steelers are on their way out. They've got here we go, Steelers. Uh, there's who who they think gonna be, but they, uh, it would be nice if there was a, like a during the week jingle. Maybe it'll come come along. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm an feeling... offensive brute, you know, run past or boot. That's not a... rough, tough. That's hey, not... you know it's funny. Had a conversation with my girlfriend about this, Mike. Really? She said, "Can you imagine?" like the fight songs, like if they were made today as opposed to like back then. And then we got into some tracks, you know, and there was a few. So there's a, there's a lot out there for the Bengals, man. If you go to Spotify, you know, you can you can find a couple good good midweek little uh little Bootsy Collins type thing. Some just, jungle jams, you know what I mean? Like some welcome to jungle, jungle loving, little okay. uh, jungle boogie, you know. Get your, get your mojo going. That's a little, nice. little bang on the drum all day, you know? I just think, like, <laughs> just on this, I think having, here we go, Steelers, here we go. Like, you can play that for, like, yeah, an entire You're like right. That, it'd be, th- that's cool. Like, that's okay. I, Who I, day? I, you can't do much of it. No. You can just Who do day, it. though? Who day, stay, Mike? You know? Who day? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Who they think will be some things? Hey, I'm kind of. I'm kind of really excited this is a divisional game. And like you said, the fact we don't have to beat them three times is also exciting. That plays into it. And, man, you think about it. I mean, great weekend of football. Sunday night, Skyline's going to be ready, man. Bengals, Ravens, divisional game. I mean, this is – isn't it great to – like, this is us now. This is what the Bengals franchise is doing. Like, we're the team in the Sunday night – Wild card weekend matchup. They picked the Bengals. That was the game they thought was the sexiest game of the weekend for them. That's a good feeling, man. Joe Burrow is solely responsible. The window's always open, Mike. Window's my whole career, and and everybody that that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. Look, and I know the organization has done a wonderful job building the culture and 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 getting behind this guy. But like, there's nothing sexy about Cincinnati. Like, it's Cincinnati becoming a little bit more sexy, Mike. That's for sure. 
like Andy Dalton had some solid fourteen and two. He almost had he almost had himself an MVP before he got hurt. Over Wall cutting a promo for the game said, "It's got that sexy Bengals time slot in a Dalton era promo." (laughs) Tough to get that one, buddy. I just I think the swag this guy's brought is on another stratosphere. Hey, dude, that white turtleneck, man. Fresh, you know he's. Hey, it's it's playoff time, man. It's what he's ready for. Like, I think everyone's ready, man. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be electric. Light up the jungle on Sunday night, Mike. That's our standard now. So we're gonna celebrate it every single time we do it. We're gonna smoke our cigars and we're gonna wear our t-shirts and hats. Uh, but we expect that every year. Windows my whole career and and everybody that that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know. Things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. The window is always open for Joey B, just like it is here on the Hootay Lounge. We thank you for joining us. Enjoy the playoffs this week and enjoy the pick on the backside. Hootay. Some NFL Pick'em coming to you live from the lounge. Now me and Mike are going to try and pick out some winners for you for this weekend. Get out that notepad. Let's go. The team that pulls the upset that end. I don't want to gloss over anything, so I'll go through them one by one. Right, hey, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I like this. Let's, let's just pick the, game. Let's pick the game. I'm just going to pick the game. Yeah. Niners, Seahawks, man, like, here's the thing we know that most people don't know. All Geno Smith has to do is get hot, and he's probably the best quarterback in the league. Like, he, his, his arm is ridiculous. Like, I've seen Joe Burrow's arm on the arm. It's close. Like, like, I know Joe Burrow's more of an accuracy guy. Arm strength-wise, wouldn't you say Geno Smith is, like, far and away, way stronger arm, not even close? Gino's got some arm talent. It's it's kind of absurd how much arm talent he has. Uh, I think you're you're onto something there, Mike. I I think I think that Niners defense is so good and they're playing so well. But I, I think the Seahawks could pull this thing out. Here's well, Gino gets hot. That's what people don't realize. Like he, I'm not going to say all year he is a top whatever quarterback. We don't really know. But he is a he gets hot as he can throw dimes. Oh, I mean he he gets blazing hot. I mean you think about it, thirty touchdowns this year took the Seahawks single season passing record over you know, Russ in this first oh, year. 
Only threw 11 interceptions. I mean, he was a great this season. You know, when they have a running game, they're good. You know what? We do know what we have in Geno, and it's a damn good quarterback. So then, then you look at the Niners, and they're playing great football. Brock the defense Purdy. is so good. I, when, when he beat West Virginia, I think maybe actually we got one off him. Uh, we did beat him was, one. <laughs> I thought that was the last time we'd see him, but guess not. He, he's back. Mr. Uh, Irrelevant, no. Definitely relevant, you know? You know, I I'm not I, I got the Seahawks in this one. I'm I'm taking the upset. I I I really I really like Geno. I like big game Geno in this one. I, I'm with you, Mike, and to this point. I think the spread at plus ten is ridiculous. I think yeah. the Seahawks cover that easily. I, I might even buy the hook to ten and a half, maybe if it gets there on its own. Here's the thing though about the Niners. Purdy's Purdy in games Purdy has started a quarterback, they've scored thirty eight. 37, 37, 35. It scored 21, though, at Seattle. I think the Seahawks keep it close. I want to pick Geno, but I just think the Niners' defense is so good, and Christian McCaffrey and those guys are just a little bit too good on offense for in terms of their running game ability for that Seahawks' defense, which has at times struggled against the run. So I think in the end, you got to go with the Niners to win the football game. But I think Gina's going to keep it close. And I think the over's definitely in play in this game. I'm going like 27-21 type game. Here's the thing, though. And, and, and it's, it's a Gino-motivated logic for me. He's a big game guy. He is. Absolutely. Big, big game guy. Like, it, it, tough slide senior year, a little bit of a tough slide this year, but it didn't matter. They got in the playoffs. He is a big game, big moment. Hey, he he played well in the, at the end of the season to get them into the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, didn't, didn't end like he had a couple interceptions against the Rams, but still made some big throws in some big moments. Um, I mean, now granted, if Seattle pulls that off, it 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 just turns the whole NFC playoff bracket upside down, um, and then you get Seattle going to face the Eagles, but um. If it is the Niners, it kind of or the traditional kind of matchup you're expecting to get maybe in the next round. Um, hey, Saturday night, Mike Chargers Jags. What are you I, thinking there? Buddy? I that think the fun, man. The, okay, the Chargers. I'll start with the Jaguars. Rather, uh, not fun to watch last week. Found a way to get into the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. Missed a lot of touch. Play, play tight. I felt like Mike. It did seem that way. Yeah. And he just didn't give his playmakers a chance. That's an, that's an underrated Jaguars receiving core. Yeah. I mean, Zay Jones is pretty good. Marvin Jones, solid. Kirk. I mean, Kirk has been playing great. You think Evan Ingram's had a couple games where it's like, whoa, where'd this guy, you know, finally decide to come out of that rock he was hiding in from New York, right? Like, And, and, you, and you bring in Peterson special to – Bring oh, yeah. energy, and and I mean that defense is solid, dude. I mean, with Travion Walker getting blown up, guys in the in the in the backfield, and I mean <laughs> they're they're a good football team. I, I I'm I'm gonna say this, Mike. I know not gonna be happy. Um, our buddy golf from the summer, you know, Big Tom, uh, we're picking the Chargers, but I think the Chargers lose this game. I think the Jaguars are gonna win this one at home. 
in front of the home crowd. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to beat Justin Herbert. This is a, a Chargers team that has kind of been cruising for a bruising all season. I'm surprised they made the playoffs, honestly. They, they did not look good for a lot of the year. And they finally are healthy at wide receiver, though. Mike Williams finally back, Keenan Allen. That's, that plays into it for him, without a doubt. I, I think that Justin Herbert has probably caught too much flack. People have called him a social media quarterback. What a crazy take. I, I've seen real. the play. Dude's a quarterback. Um, he can play. I mean, if the Jaguars bottle up Eckler, that, that's going to be a huge key. Hard to do, though. That is tough to do. I, I, I think, I think just or I think Trevor Lawrence plays better, and the Jags win. I mean, if you think about it, Lawrence has kind of got more weaponry when it's healthy. I, I think at least. I'll say this though, Mike. I think that total sitting at forty-seven and a half. I want to get involved with that on an over. Forty-seven and a half. Charger. That's a big number though for NFL. That- Chargers defense does have a lot of stars. James Bosa, uh, Khalil Mack. Maybe that is right at where you, where you need to be. I don't – I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if either team wins this game. That's the thing. Like, kind of weird. I feel like the Saturday night slot, by the way. Like, a little disappointed in that. Give me Buffalo where there's a chance of snow. Not, not, not Duval. You know what I mean? You are not high on Buffalo. I'm telling you, well, no, I mean, give me Buffalo in the snow against the Dolphins Saturday night and bring that back from a couple weeks ago. This Jaguars, uh, Chargers, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be, I'm not high on Buffalo right now, though, Mike. I'll tell you, they're struggling in the red zone. I think there's a lot of emotional toll on that team right now. They found a way to do week one, but I, I think they're – I think they're poised, man. I think they're poised for this game here on Sunday at 1 o'clock for an L. Against the wow. Dolphins. I wow. really do. Week, okay. Jeez. All right, interesting. Playing the gauntlet. Okay, I like it. I like it. I mean, um, Mike McDaniel is a good run game coordinator. Bill's been kind of leaky against the run in the past. I mean, granted, Moser's got that thumb injury. Doesn't help him. He didn't play good last week, but it's all that matters this week. Buffalo is healthy, man, minus, minus DeMar in terms of, like, what's out there. I mean, we know Von Miller and Poyer are already out anyway. I think Miami's going to hang around, man. I'll say that. I think the, uh, the Dolphins are not going to be at full strength. They're not going to be bombing them with two. Uh, I mean, Teddy, if you remember the, the game, the Thursday night game when Teddy Bridgewater played against the Bengals, before he got hurt, when Tua got hurt, I mean, Teddy played pretty well, man. Like, almost led him to that win against the Bengals on that Thursday night with those receivers. I think he's got enough to where he can keep that game competitive against the Bills. Teddy Bridgewater is a consistent, like, best backup in the league, but he, he gives them a chance. He doesn't give the Dolphins a strength. And even with the Bills – maimed they still have a lot of strengths namely I think you're right i think hey would, would you give me dolphins plus nine and a half though yeah 
Bills to win it late, maybe. Allen makes a crazy play. I'm going like that. Not an entertaining football game. Really? So you think Dolphins kind of get handled? You said it like you 17. At all. Like, what do you think about that Giants Vikings? I love what the Giants have done this season. Daniel Jones is a little bit better than expected. When the, Vi- when the Vikings have been bad, it's... Yeah, they have real bad in a couple of times. They've given up 34, 41, and 40 three occasions in their four losses. 41-17 to the pack. Yeah. Hey, I'll say this. Cowboys 40 to underperform. Yeah, I think the Giants could definitely come out ready to play. Kind of hit him in the mouth with Saquon, Danny Dimes at the run game, um, and maybe get the Vikings on their heels. That defense is not very good. But the Vikings have a never-say-die attitude. I mean, you think about the comeback versus the Colts, um, even the win that they had against the yeah. Giants in the 61-yard field goal. I mean, it's, this is a hard game, man. I really don't know which way to lean here, Mike, quite frankly. Um, I, and I'll be I'll be honest, I don't think this team, whoever wins this game, wins the next week. Because if the Giants win, I really don't see them beating Philly. Although, who knows, right? Never know. But I don't see the Vikings um, being able to take down the Niners. I feel like that's a mismatch. Although the Niners are playing awfully well right now. The Monday night, Cowboys Bucks, the GOAT versus Dak. Do you think Dallas loses this game? Oh, man, this is like. It's crazy. Post like storyline inducing postseason. What this, a Monday night. This, game. this is interesting. I, I don't. Because on one end, it, Dallas, this year of all of their phony teams, this one has the most, like, they have the strongest argument to believe that it's actually good. You know what I mean? I'm with you, but they've also played so bad at times where it's like, eh, maybe it's not. But the NFC is so weak, and it's like, hmm, they could maybe put this together and make it to the Super Bowl. It's possible. I just think the fact that Dallas largely is led by its defense, even though it's, they're a little weak at corner, I think that's a difference between this year and prior years. I think you were relying on overrated offensive players to perform for Dallas, whereas this season they, they actually I, – I just think there's some stake to the sizzle. I'm with you on that, though. I'm with you on that. I think Dallas' defense – Definitely has the capability and has been very strong at times this season. Um, Except for the corner opposite Trayvon Diggs, really. They've been pretty good. On the flip side. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And they figure, like, the the fact that he has gotten back to the postseason is is ridiculous. And I know he didn't do it going 12 and 4, 13 and 3. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of cats sitting at home right now. Oh, yes. 
plenty of cats sitting at home. And they Cleveland, were... Pittsburgh. <laughs> they, and they were a dumpster fire. I was watching countless talk shows. Everybody just saying the Bucks are a bad football team. They're just not a good football team. And you know, they still might not be, but they're in the postseason. They're, and they won good. and they won that big game against the Panthers and Mike Evans had caught what three touchdowns? I mean, they're scary for Dallas right now. That's for Daggone Short. It, it's it's kind of like in golf. Even if you're day in, day out, a 28-year-old number five in the world might be the better player. A Tiger Woods with the gallery behind him on Sunday is going to have the best chance. Yeah. Tom Brady on a Monday man, night. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, got that. he's got something about him, man. Once you feel the energy going his way, he's gonna. he's got it. And if he he threw those throws to Mike Evans last week, they were dimes deep. Everywhere. They were, they were. He still got. He still has something. Dallas is a two and a half point favorite. Like I, I'm gonna take the goat. Screw it, man. I, I've seen this movie too many times. I'll say this: Dallas has not played good. Even in their win versus Philly on Christmas Eve, it wasn't great. I mean, they lost that tough one. Not somehow to Jacksonville, and then they barely beat the Texans. Like they're not streaking coming into this thing. Tampa, on the other hand, I mean, hey, they won two in a row before they sat their guys. I mean, they were they had the Bengals on the ropes. I don't know, man. I, I think I've taken Dallas because I think Dallas's ability to run the football, if they choose to do, it, with Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott against that Bucks defense, which is kind of struggled at times this year. Now, granted, they're healthy, and they've got confidence in beating Dallas. They did it to open the season 19-3. to So it's like the way Dallas just played against the Redskins, losing 26-6, to and they're playing on grass. Same thing they played on last week in Washington. They struggle on grass. I don't know. I feel like they've just got to get get down there and start running the football. And maybe, Mike, I'm thinking this is kind of being a guy who fathers a Cowboys fan, so I, I've always kind of – had a little soft spot for them, right? Compared, you either hate them or you love them, right? They're they truly are that way. I think Dallas wins it, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lose it either. I wouldn't like it if Dallas was like three and thirteen. I, I, it's fun when they lose in the playoffs. They're I, like Notre I, Dame, you know. I'm, I'm kind of sad when they lose in the playoffs. My favorite thing is when they go like eight and eight and they blow the prime time division game the last week. To make it to the playoffs. Oh yeah, the, those are my favorite Cowboys. Seasons. <laughs> I I want them to be relevant. But That's happened I, quite a bit. I don't always root for them. I mean, I, this I won't be in this. this you rooting for the goat? Uh, I I oh, how can't you? He is defined. <laughs> well, I, I will say I I kind of want to see him do it next year. Let's let's learn our lessons from this off season. Be in the building during the off season. AKA Aaron Rodgers should learn that too. Um. Then he, yeah, I guess the divorce is finalized. I mean, he's only he's got gonna one. Keep, he's going to keep playing now. There's, yeah, what building does? What other building does he want to be in? Yeah, he wants to be inside that that sombrero, man. The, the pirate ship up there. Thanks for joining us here in the Hootay Lounge. Keep those windows open. Enjoy the football this weekend. Hootay. Nobody.